This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. If I could be any Spice Girl, I'd be Salty Spice. But Nicole, salt isn't a spice. Or is it? This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) What? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Nicole Handyzade. And I'm Wow, your... that was my old last Whoa, name. Oh, someone's having an identity crisis. <laughs> and I'm your host, Josh Sher. We're rolling with that take, Nicole. Oh my goodness. You've forsaken your husband's name. I haven't done that in so long. It's still your Twitter, uh, your Twitter at. Yeah, it's my Twitter at, and then it's also all my names on my legal documents because... Um, Have you still a... not changed your name? Um, There's like a big... <laughs> issue where the rabbi wrote my last name where the date is and signed it in the wrong spot. So legally, I'm not married. Legally, you are the host of the podcast, Nicole Handizade. But I am spiritually married. That's beautiful. I love that. Uh, Nicole, today we're talking about salt. This is a weird one for me. I love salt. I love salt too. Salt is the best. I like how we, oh my God, you love salt? I love salt. Uh, but no, this is weird for me because the other day I was making casual small talk with uh-huh. one of Julia's friends. They're like, what are you doing at work on Monday? And I was like, well, we're doing a fun little podcast. And we're saying... Is salt a spice? And mm-hmm. she was like, wait, are there people that don't think salt is a spice? And I was like, wait, are there people that do, do? think salt yeah. is a spice? I don't know. Is salt a spice? Well, I like to think salt is a seasoning. Yeah. Okay, so that's the thing that a chef yeah. once told me. Because okay. we, were, we were working a catering event, and uh, when people say, like, season your meat or whatever, some people think that to mean salt and pepper. No. I don't. I don't. But that's the thing. Like, a lot of people think that salt and pepper are ubiquitous and go together. Hence the mm. term... Salt and pepper. Yeah. You know but what I you mean? Know, I, one thing Semi Nosrat, who is an incredible, incredible chef, said is salt is its own flavor. Pepper is its own flavor. They don't always need to hang out with each other. But like everything is also its own flavor. You know what I mean? Salt yeah. to me is like, I, I. there's some quote that I bastardize all the time that isn't actually the actual quote. It's from mm-hmm. some like monk in the 1500s, okay. like the cook or something. Uh, I read it in the Jeffrey Steingarten book, The Man Who Ate Everything. Anywho, it's like salt is the baseline from which all flavor harmonies are written, right? Like salt, uh, salt no. is the thing. No, 
Salt is no. What, Have what you foods? ever heard of a salt-free rub? Yes, Josh? and dude, they suck. Salt-free rubs are the worst. Have you heard like of salt, Mrs. Dash? I, Mrs. Dash has been plaguing American Mrs. households. Dash. I respect to what? those with heart conditions who need to eat a low-sodium diet, which is mainly I'm referring to V's dad. Um, <laughs> we see you out there. You're out there working, doing the CrossFit, but you gotta, you know, you gotta be around to see your daughter get married. No, anywho, uh, <laughs> got You're dark wild. real quick. We love you, Mr. Austin. We do, um, especially because the first time. I met him he said that he was like dang josh kind of swole i've always like, wanted to Aw. meet these parents they seem like good people they're great people yeah. uh but anyways i have a lot of respect for people who need to eat a low sodium diet yeah. however the food does not taste as good because salt is like the main thing if you want to get better at cooking the best thing you can do is learn how to master your salt levels that's one thing that i've noticed about being a cook like the mm-hmm. way that i season my food is very different from how other people season it from yes. like a home cook because also they're probably using iodized salt and that uh, kind of changes it a little bit. That's a whole yeah. thing. Iodized salt yeah. is is uh, a whole different deal. Yeah. That, so recently at home, I, I always use uh, diamond kosher salt is like the industry standard. I use Kroger. Yeah. I We, we yeah. started using Kroger, like coarse ground kosher yeah. salt in the kitchen like a long time ago. And now that's become a yeah. thing. Uh, but the biggest thing, like all salt to me is roughly the same. Iodized salt does taste different. I believe yeah. it, I believe it tastes actively worse. And also, it's if, saltier. Well, it's it's a uh, finer ground on the salt, yeah. and also when you pinch it, you don't get as fine of a control. That's true. But like the reason iodized salt exists was very important at the time. Correct. Yes. Yes. Because it was what it was in Michigan in the 1920s. Uh, there were a lot of people that had goiter issues, mm-hmm. which is a lack of iodine in the diet. It messes with your thyroid's ability to produce. Paul, I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor here. No, but you're right. It was a goiter issue. Yeah, people were having around. goiters yeah. in Michigan, and I guess there was a program in Switzerland that was adding iodine to common foods, the same way we say uh, fortified milk with vitamin D or water with calcium for your teeth. Or water with was it, was it fluoride in the water? Oh, I said calcium. <laughs> was it fluoride? It's, it's fluoride, it's not calcium, sure fluoride. right? Okay. Yeah, something teeth are made out of. So they started of doing that with iodine yeah. and the salt, and even though it made the salt taste like a little bit less good or whatever, the goiter rates dropped from like 30% to 2%. was at least the figure that I saw in Incredible. one study, yeah. which is awesome. And so that's like a great public health thing. However, uh, goiters are like not a large problem at all in modern society. Mm-hmm. And also people get 75 to 90% of their salt intake via processed foods now. Oh, good. And they are predominantly <laughs> good, I guess. I don't know. Listen, we're not going to make health claims over here. Uh, I love me a good DiGiorno rising crust pizza. Don't get me started on processed foods, honey. Bro, I love yep. a good processed meat. I, I still haven't had their uh, their croissant crust pizza, and that's a damn shame. Let's get it. Damn we'll shame. get it you for you. Get it. Happy okay, birthday. We'll <laughs> the point is they don't use iodized salt in processed foods. Mm-hmm, okay. So it's like not even that big of an issue. So yeah, like kosher salt is the way to go, but- Otherwise, like, I don't taste a lot of a difference in salt. If you're talking pink Himalayan sea salt. Really? I I feel like I can maybe. Well, also, I used to do (laughs) chocolate tastings back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we would pair them with specific salts. Like what? I don't know. Maybe it was a gimmick. I don't know. It was definitely a gimmick. I don't, maybe, I don't All know. All those fancy, you're selling like, fancy chocolate to rich ladies in the Beverly Hills. You're trying to trick them, dude. You're trying to trick them. And I respect that. But like Malden salt has a different crystalline composition to it does. like pink salt to like, I don't know, other salt. Celtic gray sea yeah, salt. That's yeah. my oh, personal cell favorite. Cell gray. I love cell gray. I don't know if any of the salts actually taste better in a side by side taste test. I, but think, I, I think they do. I think 
think they do. All I know, they do. All I know, when I'm at the Fogo de Chao, <laughs> when I'm at the Fogo de Chao, and that dude brings around the meats and he's slicing it off with a uh-huh. giant sword in front uh-huh. of me, and yeah, I just yeah. paid $45 yeah. for an all-you-can-eat Brazilian meat buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this dude's talking about the gray sea salt that they use. I'm tasting the difference because I paid $45, so I want to taste <laughs> the difference. <laughs> I think it's I, – I don't know. I do think different salts have different – flavor components. But what I do want to specify, Josh, is to clarify the difference between what an herb is, what a spice Uh, is, what a seasoning is, and where salt uh, falls into that category. Let's give people something to think about. Okay. So let's let's think about salt in terms of it being a spice. Salt is a mineral, right? It's a rock that exists. It's a chemical. It is sodium chloride. (laughs) NACL. Maggie, you're a scientist. NACL, baby. I know, but is it chloride? I'm a part of the NACL. Sodium chlorinate? Football. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Uh, No, so salt's just like a rock that exists. And are there any other spices that are just like a mineral? Yes. What what spices would also be a mineral? I mean, uh, kalanamak is salt. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Tell people about the kalanamak. Kalanamak is like a sulfur tasting. I think it's sulfurized salt, I'm guessing. Yeah, is it black salt? Yeah, it's black salt, but it has like a sulfury taste, which is used in a lot of... Vegans use it to make eggy tasting things. A vegan or vegetarian recipe can use it in place of eggs. So. I find it pretty horrifying tasting. I, I love it. Do you it's, really? I think it's an interesting, it's interesting, you know, since my background with like all of these like cool spices and stuff yeah. that I learned when I was younger, I, it has its merits. Yeah. You know, it has, there's a point to it. Yeah, definitely. What I mean, if something is, exists, yeah. there's likely a point to it. Yeah. Um, one thing that tripped me up that I was thinking about is when I think of a spice, like what part of a plant do you think of when you think of like spice? You go to the uh, spice seeds. rack. Seeds. seeds. Dude, same here, right? Yeah. Like I think of uh, you have like roots, roots. coriander, which roots. is uh, coriander is cilantro seed. You got celery seed. You have mustard seed. You have peppers on a seed. Fennel. They're a berry. Fennel. fennel seed. You have fennel seed. You have caraway. That's a seed. Seed. <laughs> but then like if you think of a lot of other spices, it's just like barks. it's random stuff. It's barks. Barks and it's roots. barks. Cinnamon. Yeah. Sometimes a bark, they peel it off of a tree. Ginger's a root. Ginger's a root. You grind that up into a powder. Uh, onion. Onion's a, a bulb. Bulb. An allium. A bulb. Onion powder. That's that's absolutely a spice. Uh-huh. Garlic powder. Paprika's just bell pepper but powder. We talked beca- about that. But when does it become an herb? I, well, herbs are an actual botanical classification, mm-hmm, whereas mm-hmm. spice isn't. Okay. Like an herb is a, God, it's like a leaf that does not have any like woodsy quality. Like there, there are certain Flowering. things like technically- celery belongs to the herb family via oh, something something like that's cool. the thing that a botanist would tell you okay when you're going through like the you know the same person that would say like watermelon is a berry because uh, technically bleh. or bananas are a berry exactly that person might be likely to say that celery is also like an herb that. even though we use celery as a vegetable. well it makes sense like in a bouquet garni a lot of the times people put celery leaves in the bouquet yeah. garni i so love using like... celery leaf as an herb i yeah. feel like cel- celery leaf is an herb but then you yeah. get the actual plant i don't know yeah but that said like dried oregano do you consider that like a spice? Because it's no meaningfully. Do I? I think I might use herbs and spices interchangeably, just personally. KFC. Do you know who KFC follows on Twitter, Nicole? You? They follow five people <laughs> named Herb. No, they follow six people named Herb and the five Spice Girls. So oh. together, Nicole, they follow 11 <laughs> herbs and spices. That's incredible. Genius marketing, KFC. I love KFC. But okay, so spices out there, they are, they're barks, they're seeds, they're, uh, sumac is a berry, Berry. peppers are probably a berry, right? Yeah. Yeah, peppers are literally a berry. Yes, peppercorn berry. But then, like, herbs are just one type of leaf, I suppose. What other herbs out there don't fit to, like, the leaf category? Like, chive? 
Ugh. Chives are like a. <laughs> They're an alien. <laughs> we're about to expose ourselves Ch- as being dumb. Ch- no, I think I no, think we're it, human. We're not like dumb. A, we're human. It's like a grass or something. <laughs> it's like a little grass tube. <laughs> I think chives are alliums. What which about fall scallion? into Scallions are alliums, which but, fall into the root. But don't tube. you use chives as an, an herb? herb? Chives are like the best fresh herb. If you take chives away from me as an herb, Nicole, my omelet game is are going to suffer. Are chives herbs? I think chives. I think that they podcast straddle. is going to get all the clicks. I think they straddle. They straddle, they they straddle, straddle the, the line, herb line between herb and spice. Like, ooh, I'm a refreshing little pungent grassy I'm, bite over here. Am I an alley? Am I herb? <laughs> Your turn, baby. <laughs> I do I do love a nice leafy herb, but see, once you dry it, isn't it like a spice now? That's Hold on. I think that's important. I think, wait, no, this is good. This is good. We're getting somewhere. Okay. All spices must be dried. Do we agree okay. with that? Because think about onion powder, garlic powder, paprika, ginger root. Okay, what about like uh, like curry pastes? Are those well, not so, spices? So curry paste is a spice blend, right? That's a whole thing. Oh, you're but talking it's about, not dried because you, you add you, red stuff dude, to it. Dude, we got it. We got it. Okay, so I'm literally I'm reading a book right now by Lizzie Collingham, who's my favorite. It might be pronounced Collingham because she's British. Okay. Uh, it was like my favorite food historian. Okay. She wrote that big old book about World War II food that oh, I keep yeah. not shutting up about. Um, mm-hmm. Finish that one. Boy, oh, man, it gets it gets messy on the Pacific Theater. Uh, but she also wrote a book <laughs> called Curry, A Tale of Cooks and Conquerors. Okay. That literally goes through the entire very confusing, sordid colonial history of what curry means. So when you say curry paste, what country are you imagining? My brain is immediately going to Thailand. Because in Thailand, that's not curry. It's called gaiang. Gaiang. Gaiang is a dish is... that has existed for forever uh-huh. uh, in Thailand. But then when they needed to market it to to the whites, uh-huh. they were just like, yo, they already know what curry is. It's like a spicy liquid of spices and herbs and whatever. We'll just start calling cool. this curry. And so like that is a mixture of several herbs, roots, spices. You'll have galangal in there along yeah. with coriander uh, and chilies. And so when you even get like curry powder in the store, right? Yes. Curry powder is not a spice. Curry powder is a, a spice, spice blend. blend. It's a say it's like saying Tony Sachery's is a spice. It's a spice blend. That's a delicious spice blend, same as curry powder. It's a blend of probably, you know, six, seven different things at the okay. very least, depending on what brand you're getting. Okay, what about like salt and what about sugar? Like where do those fall into the terms of like spices or spice blends or seasonings or are they even like <sighs> Yeah. Because if you're calling something a spice blend, it's got salt and sugar in it, as yeah. does Tawny Sasheries. Does curry have salt? And, does it need sugar too? Does I it think need most it? curry powder, most commercial curry powders don't have salt or sugar in them. I believe you're supposed to like what? Add, it's like it's like a Kool Aid pack. Are you like for you got to add your own sugar? I always thought curry powder was so salty. No, I, I, huh. I, at least the ones that I buy don't. I have to add my own huh. salt. Look at that. But yeah, no, I know what you mean though. If you're getting like a spice blend that has salt and sugar in it. I don't think – I think they're implying that the spices are blended and we've added salt and sugar <laughs> for your convenience. Yes, but yes, yes. the only part of the spice blend that are spices are the spices. I sound insane right now. This is a very I'm like, confusing I'm topic. picking up what you're putting down. But I will say this. Maybe salt is none of these things. Maybe, Josh. That's what I'm saying. I think salt maybe, exists on an outer plane. Maybe, maybe it's a condiment. What the – get out of here. Get out maybe. of town. Nicole, leave. <laughs> I can't. And I don't have know. a ride. Can you order me an Uber? No. <laughs> Just I know, yeah, yeah, no, this is the whole thing. I, uh, I got pickpocketed for anybody who's wondering. I was at a bar and someone just stole a phone out of my pocket. Uh, so and that sorry. was a great time for me. So that's what Nicole was riffing on. I'm and I had to beg out. people on the street for an Uber home. Um, so some fantastically generous person out there. You have my... No, I didn't go home. I went to another person's address. So whoever's address is in your phone, not mine. That's a good friend if you want to stalk and kill them. Um, anywho. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing at you. I'm sorry. It's just you never, you know, 
you don't realize how much you rely on your phone until you're just like stranded in West Hollywood we are at midnight. Really connected to our phones. Like if we lose our phones, we're the worst be- thing is I would have walked. It's like three miles, and I'm like, whatever. I'm large and I'm athletic. Yeah. I can walk. I just don't know how to get home without my phone. I don't even know which direction to go. Oh, I could have gotten you home. Are you south? <laughs> like I don't know where the North Star is. There's so much pollution in LA. I can't you don't see know Polaris. where the North Star is. I no, need to do take you, you to a camp. You, yeah, I'm really good at constellations. I'm really good at constellations and Jeopardy. <laughs> Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him, you have no idea. Uh, well, you're doing that, Nicole. I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino, because I'm going to be seeing Sum 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk, it is Skate Punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant. Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. What about, like, dehydrated <laughs> cheddar powder? <laughs> Is that a spice? Because sometimes we use it as one. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's an herb and spice. What do you mean it's an herb and spice? It's a spurb. It's cheddar and herb. It's a, it's a heist. What do you say, spurb? It's a spurb or Don't a heist. Don't say spurb. Is that a bad word? Well, what's our spurb count? Is spurb a bad word? It sounds like a bad word. Do I need to blurt myself? Do I need to bleep it? No. Uh, I think salt is a condiment. You want to know why I think salt is a condiment? I would love to know why you think salt is a condiment. everything tastes better with sauces on it, right? Yeah, true. Okay. And what is a sauce if not a wet wet solid, right? A wet sauce. Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to track right now. I'm trying to. A a sauce is is, a wet solid. Go ahead. sauce no no what is salt but dry sauce you're saying that what's the nicole the only (laughs) sauce that dries and turns into salt is ocean water and that's actually how you make it which is convenient i thought it's rainwater no dude rainwater isn't (laughs) salty even maggie's shaking her head isn't salt made from rainwater no salt is made from ocean water it's all sea salt and then any mineral deposits where you have giant salt deposits were from the sea at one point. All salt comes from the sea. I'm so stupid. I was all time. <laughs> Do you think people are just collecting rainwater and dehydrating and getting... Have you ever, like, tasted rainwater? It's been a long time. Did you time. think you had to... Nicole, where do you think the water that we drink comes from? <laughs> it comes from the mountains and it melts. I remember the water cycle. Yeah, <laughs> Ricky Raindrop. You had Ricky Raindrop? No, I didn't He was, like, a Ricky super raindrop. cool raindrop. <laughs> Let me get back to sauces are wet solids, okay? So let me let me just say, food's always better with sauce. And then whenever you add something to it, like salt, salt is like it's like enhancing the flavor of the food you're eating. Yeah, yeah, it's a condiment. No condiments, condiments <laughs> don't get cooked. Condiments, you don't cook with condiments. What do you? You do you not cook with condiments. Of course you can. You do not. No, no. condiments when, need what, to go about, directly onto cooked food. That's what makes it a condiment. When's as the opposed last to, time you put ketchup into a food like barbecue? Sauce. I did, but in that moment, uh, I uh, oh, you watched me. You watched <laughs> me stir fry uh, spaghetti napolitan, the Japanese dish. Yeah. Stir fry the spaghetti right in. Yeah. Uh, right in with the ketchup. So where does your argument the ketchup lie? ceases to be a condiment in that application? What is ketchup it then? is no longer ketchup is merely an it's ingredient. Seasoning. It's it is a merely seasoning. one of the. It's a seasoning. It's a seasoning. Okay. Seasoning sauce, just like Maggie Hugo Sazon. 
on the water, which literally means seasoning sauce. And we love that little bottle of black chemicals. If you don't know Maggie sauce. Maggie's really good. Bro, get the Maggie. There's a chemical called, uh, speaking of salt, there's a lot of very uh, similar products to NACL table Mm -hmm. salt that are very delicious, as in like monosodium glutamate or disodium inosinate, which is what gives Maggie sauce that real pungent meat flap. So good. God, it's it's so good. Really delicious. It wakes your food up. I, I think more Americans need to cook with these like cool sauces like brownings and Maggie's yeah. and Worcestershire sauce and fish sauce. Like you guys yeah. need to start cooking with that stuff, man. Like people don't even realize how popular Worcestershire is in a lot of other cultures. Yeah. Like in, I, when I was in Mexico recently, they call it salsa ingles, uh-huh. which I think is really hilarious. Um, makes sense. Because we call anything from Mexico just salsa. And they're like, mm-hmm. yo, we got the English sauce right here. Yeah, just yeah, weird, yeah. funky brown liquid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like. When you say salt is a condiment, to me, that implies that salt is merely something to add on to your food after it's cooked, which some people do. Like, oh, Yeah, there's like, a lot of chefs that say, like, don't season until the last minute. Which I hate. I hate that. I hate that. Why? I disagree. I I disagree, hate, too. I want to know why you disagree. I, I am so sick of getting crunchy, flaky salt on top of my food at restaurants. Yeah, what this is, is what that? What an incredibly privileged thing for me to say right now. Be like, I'm sick of going to the nice restaurants where they put the good salt on it. Uh, but no, I think when you get like a little crunchy rock of salt, I'm just like, dude, no, just season your food properly. And then I don't need to be crunching through even like on a chocolate chip cookie where they got the big flakes of malt <gasps> no, no, on there. No, 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 I, just, no, no, no. I don't want to chew it. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? I, it's like I'm. It's like a filling fell out and I'm crunching through a filling. Josh, you just have post-traumatic tooth disorder. I really do. I got to work on that. <laughs> I love crunchy sea salt on top of – I love finishing salts. Okay. I agree with what Josh says, but I also love finishing salts. I'm a whore for finishing salts. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's aggressive. Oh my god. I have like 18 jars of finishing salts in my. What, what do you? What, what's the last time you used a finishing salt on? Years ago, <laughs> and I just moved in. I just think they're cool to have. Like I just think they're beautiful, and they're different colors, and you can just talk about it. It's a cool conversation piece. I just think it's a super foodie like thing to do. Yeah, it is. A, it is a super, super foodie, foodie thing to do, to do, which is why I, somebody like gifted me finishing salts at once, and it was like. One had like mango peel or something. And no, mango skins are poisonous. But they had like mango dehydrated in there or something. Sure. And and I like tried using them cooking and I was like, I hate these and I threw them all away. Yeah. Um, I don't like them. Uh, that said, salt is not a spice because salt is an inorganic mineral. It is a rock that exists. And also salt is contained within a lot of vegetables itself, right? Like, like which one? Like a tomato. Tomato has, has natural salt, in, salt it? in it. Yeah, dude. Why am I learning Someone Google so much that, today? I feel like it does. Like like tomatoes <laughs> have sugar in it, right? Via like fructose or whatever. Okay. Tomatoes have salt in them. Salt is like literally the soul of food. Salt is what gives food <gasps> its life. Contains sodium. Fresh tomatoes don't contain. Oh, they contain sodium. They don't contain salt. Okay, so we salt is the main way in which we consume sodium. sodium. Right? Sure. Uh, but it doesn't have like yeah, like NaCl table salt in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying though, like. Salt or at least sodium exists in a lot of other things because, like I said, it's that, like, baseline. Like, if you want to taste a spice, don't just put that spice in your hand and lick it. Crush it. Express it. Crush it and then mix it with salt. Oh, no. Do you not do that? No. Why wouldn't you? I don't need to. But you're going to taste it like that in the dish. But I don't – I just don't do that. But you should. Why? What's the – because that's how it's going to taste on food. No, I mean, I I don't know. I just kind of express it between my fingers and I eat it. But then it like doesn't – you don't get the full range of taste because it's like – it goes back to like Nicole's sports theory. You practice like you play. (sighs) Okay. You know what I mean? That's how I view tasting things like Mm -hmm. seasonings. I'll always put a little bit of salt in my hand. Interesting. And then I'll express the seasoning into the salt. 
like a allspice or something like that. I was doing that the other day for whatever reason. That's so interesting. Uh, or Chinese five spice, you know, because I was like, I want to see how this is going to react in a salty solution. That. That's so cool. I've never seen you do that. Yeah. But I definitely will take your word for it. That's awesome. So that's what I say. Like, there's no spice that acts in any similar manner to salt. The only similarity yeah. is that you put it on your food to make it taste good, which is everything. Okay. Think about your tongue. Is it your tongue like broken up into five different flavors? Well, they say there's like five dimensions of taste, it's right? Salt, sugar, bitterness, sourness, and umami. Umami. So, right? And then some argue that there should be a sixth taste for fat. Oh, yeah. Which also means like satiety. But then some people say that fat is merely a vehicle for the other tastes. Yeah, I think um, there's a point there. But like now we start to get into it where it's – well, sugar – What's sugar then? If if salt is none of these, what is sugar? Well, so sugar is like, it's funny because if you like, we're, we're looking at a literal I'm tongue map tongue. right now, <laughs> which I don't think the tongue map's like that, that real. Um, but no, there are it's like five not? tastes. And I'm saying if salt is like so important, right, that it has a whole taste to it. There's no like allspice part of the tongue map, you know, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. Ceylon cinnamon part of the of the tongue map uh-huh. like do you love me some ceylon cinnamon mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a little fruity little dusty um but no like salt and then sugar is uh god this is so hard for us like normally we're like on top of it and like we're like rapid firing but this is like really working well, the gets, brain this cause. does get really confusing because like working the brain cause. <laughs> because like anything we consider a spice is just something that is sold in a little jar in yeah. the spice yeah. area of your grocery store, you right? go to the you go to the spice market. Yeah, and so like like lemon pepper is a spice. Mrs. Thash is a spice. A little thing of rosemary. Screw it. Why not? I know it's an herb, but you dried it and put it in a little jar. It's a and spice. you ground saffron. it for me. Saffron, Nicole, it's the stamen of a crocus. Does that flower. make it an herb? I don't think so. I think it's a. Sp- I, think I think anything a- dried and put into a little jar, that's a spice. Vanilla, that's a spice. Yeah, I don't care. Salt vanilla, isn't a spice. Vanilla is a seed. Yeah, it's a seed pod, but like so Which many. Which is a spice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. It's just a spice. <laughs> Cacao, cocoa powder, that's a spice. Uh, I'll put it in a dry uh, rub. That's a spice. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. So what is salt? Salt is not a spice because it is, It. it I think it has, to be, it has it? to be living. It has to be living. It has to be an organic. Or- <laughs> is Wait, salt is not salt alive? Organic? No, salt's not alive. Salt's a rock. If you, if a you rock. Had a, if you had a pet salt rock. That would make it alive because then you imbue it with your special powers, <laughs> oh, like a nice. Jewish golem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you imbue yeah, it yeah. with like numerology and it has special powers in it. Uh, but oh, no, I think man. because, yeah, salt is a mineral, uh, therefore cannot be certified organic. Okay, any organic matter that is ground and put into a little jar or like a little baggie or something, the baggies are cheaper and then you buy your own jars. Mm-hmm. Any of that to make your food taste different, that is indeed a spice. That's how I believe. Also, also, Nicole, I have other things to say. <laughs> what? Unless I can take a breath no, if you want to no, say something. No, no, you talk, man. You passionate, man. Keep okay, going, so there's going. something that's like very fascinating to me where uh-huh. we all learned this growing up that the spice trade in the Middle, middle Ages and whatnot was mm-hmm. so important mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. meat spoiled so quickly and people needed to make it that's taste better. That's what I thought, yes. And then there's some historians that kind of were like, yo, that doesn't actually make sense because a majority of the world ate a vegetarian diet back then and meat was mostly for the rich people uh, and they didn't have to worry about meat spoilage because income inequality was so crazy via like feudalism and whatnot that like if you could afford meat, you could afford to eat it fresh. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. some people are like people, spices were so expensive because they were cool and fun. Daddy, I'm bored. What? (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I have one more thing to say. I have one more thing to say about the importance of spices, Nicole. One more. No, I was Humor saying me. it like. Oh, like you were a Victorian girl. Go colonize girl? another <laughs> land for me and get cinnamon. No, that's it. Stacy's daddy got cinnamon. I want cinnamon. I mean, that's the importance of clothing dye too, right? Yeah. Indigo, all that stuff. Just people yeah. are like, I'm bored. We've yeah. specialized our skills via the <laughs> agricultural revolution for the last couple thousand years. Yeah, yeah. And now we got some extra time on our hands. Let's make our clothes pretty. That's what I want to happen to the to the world now. I want us to be so bored because of automation and technology yeah. that we get to invent cool things. That's like, what do you think Etsy shops are? That's, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I like that. I'm into it. I want more people to do it. I agree with that. Yeah. Bring on the robots, do all our jobs, and then just like pay me money to, It'll I don't know, a- I'll get into dubstep beatboxing. No, we don't need to make money at that point. Well, yeah. Universal. Post, post money. We're going to go back to trading spices. Nicole's going to start hoarding saffron. Hunt together! <laughs> <laughs> And the interesting thing, Nicole, about spices, yeah, though, so that? someone did a study. I, I was mm-hmm. reading about this uh, okay. right before we came on here. Someone did this study where I'm fascinated by, um, you were talking about, like, Daddy, I'm bored. Go colonize another country. The <laughs> British, they, like, you know, spent so much time and spilled so much blood to find spices across yeah. the world, and they decided they didn't like any of them. That's so whack. That, I, think it's an, I think it's an Eddie energy. Izzard joke that I'm, I'm slightly plagiarizing. Uh-huh. Um, but, like... You look at tropical climates, they tend to use more spices than non-tropical climates. Sure. And I was reading a study that hypothesized the region. The reason is to prevent meat spoilage. But I was like, that doesn't make sense because salt prevents meat spoilage, right? Maybe it's to trick the mind. Like corned beef. So that's what I thought it was. That's what we learned growing up yeah. in school, that it's, well, it just made it taste better. Turns out a lot of spices, including like dried onion and dried garlic, and they were using the term spice very liberally, mm-hmm. have very strong antimicrobial properties. Well, look at that. And so garlic and onion especially were very solid in preventing meat spoilage. Mm. So uh, they analyzed all of these cookbooks and all of these recipes from even within the same country. You find southern Chinese recipes on average have more spices That's so cool. by quantity and then the northern Chinese recipes – um, which is to me really fascinating. And there could be another reason for it. Um, but that was like a really cool thing to me. Cause I always thought that like spices were just for funsies. Yeah. You know, just no, part definitely. of culture. That of was like, we, we want to find new things to use yeah. our mouths. That's what I thought too. But that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Thanks. A lot of antimicrobial. And I, I know garlic did because, uh, I once had a toothache and I was looking up natural remedies cause I didn't oh want to go to the dentist. God. It always comes back to my teeth. And then I once said garlic, and so I just took a raw garlic clove and rubbed it all over my tooth and gums. And then not only was I in pain, I also reeked of garlic and uh, didn't work. But that said, data would support the fact that it's antimicrobial. Yeah. Also, that's how Stanley Yelnats got Hector Zeroni to eat that peaches stuff because it had onions to preserve it. Uh, This is the movie (laughs) or book Holes by Louis Sackar. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. Good movie. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I've never read it, never seen it, but I know. You've never invited me over before. No, you have. I just rebuffed. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for Shabbat. It's just been so long. Can and you I was just like, come over and watch Holes with me and David? Yeah. You've never, do you know the song that goes digging up? Uh-oh. You're going to have to sing it louder. Nicole, I'm sorry. Can you sing that louder and kind of put a little bit more emphasis into your body movements when you do that? I'm so embarrassed. No, it's fine. Digging up uh-ohs. Are you are those words or is it just scatting? Was that just digging uh uh-ohs? Or were there Digging uh-uh-holes. Digging uh-uh-holes. Okay. If you if you enunciated more, that would really help. If but you, they Nicole, don't enunciate in the song. Well, I know, but it's I'm just like, saying if it would help like, me as a first-time like, viewer. Digging uh-uh-hole. Can you do one more time, but really this time put your soul into it? 
I'm crying because I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. I don't, don't I'm not going to do it. But I think what I learned today is that salt is its own thing. Yeah. It's its own category. And salt is also the most important, single most important ingredient you can have in your kitchen whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and I understand if people are worried about high salt intake, like you're more likely to get that via processed foods. So like when you're cooking, salt the hell out of it. Uh, make it taste as good as make possible. Make it taste good. Yeah. Make it taste good. Salt tastes really good. Yeah. And then any spice you want to add to that, like you need to get your salt levels right right first. But then you add the spice to that and that's what really makes it sing. Yeah. Wow. Also, read uh, cookbooks by Nick Sharma. Dude's a master of spice. He's got a great book called Taste. Check out Nick Sharma's work. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Josh, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling around out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. Make it leave the whole part of me scatting. Casseroles. That's what the theme song should be. And we don't need to pay any like royalty free music site subscription for that banger right there. Because then I got the mouth bass going the boom, 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 you know? It sounded like an episode of Seinfeld in here. It was awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get sued by the Seinfeld estate. He doesn't need any more money. Larry David, he's coming for you. Oh, God. Oh, he would ruin me in an argument. Josh, do you like food? God, Nicole, I love food. Do you like finding out the best food you can buy at grocery stores? That's literally all I care about. <laughs> you should visit Spork.com. I do. And the people listening, you should visit Spork.com. It's this is more for you than me. Yeah, yeah. but you know, just Josh is like my segue. Uh, it's a great website. You get to, you know, read amazing articles by people like Justine and Jordan and Danny, who are amazing, amazing writers. Speaking of Danny Palumbo, he's got a he's got a new banger out. I've actually known Danny from like the food writing scene in LA, really? but he's also a stand-up comic and he's also Funny. He's a chef. Yeah, Danny Rules. Yeah. Uh, and he wrote about uh, popcorn. He has a theory that everybody has a secret popcorn fetish. Uh, secret? And that it is your way to express your deepest, darkest food desires. And you can do that by being as just sick and twisted as you want with it. Like me when I put jalapeno juice in it. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what, good stuff. I have a question. What if you like to eat popcorn every single day? I don't think that's a – that's like a – like a, a popcorn ad- addiction at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not if you if you like to do it every day. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some couples I that I know that, you know, like it's it's just a healthy part of their. I got to talk to some and people. Then, and then some other people. I'm just like, listen, I got I got stuff to do. I can't, you know, <laughs> every, every day. day. That's that's a, that's like a bit much. Like, I, I don't know. I sometimes I just like to watch a movie um, <laughs> without popcorn. Down. Without popcorn? Are we talking about popcorn still? <laughs> All right. So here we go. First up. 
We got these are a couple IRL opinion casseroles mm-hmm. that have been sourced by Meggie from Mythical Crew members, but this is this is some real stuff. So this is from Lucas Mad Dog the Hedge, Mad Dog Hedges. Lucas. Lucas Mad Dog Hedges. Uh, salt can be used as a condiment and a seasoning <laughs> just because <laughs> just because it's one doesn't make the other all the he wrote this too philosophically. Salt can be used as a condiment and a seasoning. Everybody at the lunch table was dead wrong and they know it. The context is Lucas was arguing that a salt is as much a condiment as a hot sauce. Yep. I, I agree I, with him. Yeah, I don't know if I negated my current thoughts with what I said 10 minutes ago. Oh, you did. I know, but I I do believe that salt in this specific context is a condiment. You literally cussed me out because I, I called salt a condiment. And listen, you I jerk. regret that. I have a lot you of regrets. You embarrassed Nicole. me. I'm sorry. In front what of do you want class? me to do? You want me to beg? You want me to get down on my knees no. and wash your feet as a gesture of supplication? Yes. <laughs> my feet need to be washed. With if anyone's feet water. need to be washed, it's my feet. With rose water. Oh, sounds lovely. The other day, my feet were smelling on the couch <laughs> and I just rubbed deodorant on them. I took a stick of you deodorant. Were so disgusting. I know. Well, no, I'm. Josh! I would have been disgusting if I let my feet smell, but I didn't. Why I didn't did. you wash them? Uh, that was what everybody watching me do it. And again, there were three people in my apartment at the time. <laughs> said they're like, just wash your feet in the shower. And I said, no, I don't want them to be wet. I just deal with it. It's gonna smell like Old Spice. That's so is Old Spice a spice? It is to me. <laughs> All right, Chappie, fellow mythical crew member, said salt grinders make no sense. Salt is a rock, and you aren't making it any fresher by grinding it fresh like you do for pepper. Yep, Chappie's right. Yeah, uh, there's never any doubt. Chappie is genu- genuinely, generally always right. Very smart. Uh, well, yeah, we trust Chappie's opinions. Chappie, this is a very astute culinary opinion, and we're proud of you. Chappie, if you're listening, come on the pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we got at Giraffe and One Half. Grew up eating PB&Js and chicken noodle soup. I'd always dip my sandwich into the soup, <laughs> but I found out very recently as an adult that that is not normal. Um. Yeah, it's not normal. It's not but normal, but, but it works for you. Have you done that? No, if I you, never ate the two together. I didn't either. Yeah, but I'm, I'm guessing they're probably talking about like Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Yeah, you know, like the real kind of bare bones stuff. Sure. Uh, where speaking of salts use in preserving things, the chicken bits in Campbell's they're pickled. They're pickled. They're it's <laughs> corned chicken. Yeah, it's incredible. Is what it is. Yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about in what? the podcast? Why kosher salt is called kosher salt? Oh, it's called kosher salt because uh, when you give people kosher meat it has to be drained of all the blood and the salt drains the blood yeah and that's why it's yeah. called kosher salt and that, and that was like the, the the particular like type was the most common for the koshering process that's correct also we didn't talk about corned beef and why it's called corned beef well we have a podcast called corned beef versus pastrami <gasps> coming out very soon so bam 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 listen to that one Ooh, uh, I actually forgot that was a good, good that's goal that's okay no problem <laughs> Dr. Dunst says, okay, hear me out. <laughs> if any opinion starts with that, it's probably going to be really good. Uh, I once made a liver and onions quesadilla as a joke, but Darn it turned it. out fire. Bacon, liver, onions, spinach, and gouda cheese between two tortillas. I encourage you to try it if you like liver. Well, I love liver, and you eating it as a joke is not a joke. It's not funny, and I'm not laughing. Me gusta quesadilla con higos y cebolla. Eagles? Eagle? No, ego. Ego? H I G O is liver? I, guess, I don't know. And ongo is mushroom. Anyways, uh. It's jigar in Farsi. Really? Jigar, yeah. I've I've never had a liver and onions quesadilla. I want one. And I want one so. I want this more than anything right now. I know. I want this too, but I want there to be no bacon and no spinach in it. I want pure ba- onion and liver flavor. <laughs> <laughs> don't obscure the flavor yeah, of the liver don't. with the bacon. I, I grew up eating. That was one of the few things my dad like cooked from scratch. Yeah. It was just like a hunk of beef liver with bacon and onions. I like chicken livers more than beef liver. I do too. I do yeah. too. And I feel like in a quesadilla, chicken liver would probably work a little bit better. Oh, yum. This yeah. sounds so good. Dr. Dunt, good show. Yeah. Good show. I was going to say good show, man, but. The, here's the thing, Nicole. The doctor was the boy's mother. 
<laughs> the doctor done. Can I tell you something? I knew you were going to say that. And I'm so glad you did. <laughs> uh, here we go. At Simon Heath 81, Gruyere and mustard topped croutons. Wait, what? Make the best pie crust. Oh, okay. Gruyere and mustard topped croutons make the best pie crust slash casserole topper. They've linked to a photo. <laughs> Opinions are like casserole. Casseroles. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they linked to a photo of, like, a really dank-looking... Oh, my God. Okay, so he's talking about, like, a top pie crust. Yeah. As in, like, a chicken pot situation. <laughs> uh, Gruyere, mustard, great combination. I love putting croutons on the top of, like, casseroles. I've never done that. You know that? It's a very... I don't um, make many casseroles, though. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a boomer... It's a bit, bit of a boomer move. Sure. In the way that I think boomers made very hearty, comforting sure. foods. yes. You know, Agreed. without pretense to them. Agreed. And this is a very non-pretentious, very delicious move that I would really like to eat right now. Also, I am hungry because I gave Trevor all of the rice. He told from me you gave meal. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was rice with some lamb fat on it. That's nice of you. Yeah. I offered him mine too, but he said no. I've had enough. Yeah, he ate a lot of rice. <laughs> uh, g- giganton, gigaton. Yeah, I think it's gigaton, not g- <laughs> giganton. You just invented a new, a new music style. <laughs> if you like reggaeton, here's giganton. <laughs> Gigaton Cowboy says, pour over coffee is a glorified drip coffee that doesn't magically taste better. Um, I like drip coffees. I'm willing to wait and spend the money to enjoy it. Because, For a pour over? Yeah, I like a good pour over. But I'm an espresso girl. <laughs> the, what do you think your biggest blind spot when it comes to food is? Like, what's everything. the thing you know the least about? Most oh, things? Everything. <laughs> yeah. I feel oh, the same. Uh, wine. Yeah. Not very good I, at it. I feel like wine and coffee are like 1A, 1B for me. I learned how to, I, I learned coffee. I, I don't get it. I don't even know. I've never, I've never, I've never ground my own beans. I don't do it either. I don't, yeah. Like do you, anymore. I've never made a, pour, I, I made a pour over for the first time ever uh, at my buddy's apartment in San Francisco. And he's not even like a San Francisco kind of guy coffee like guy. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just like, oh, this is the way I make coffee in the mornings. So it was cheap and easy. Um, and I did it and it was like, Really nice, but good. I don't know. Is it better than me making it in my little like Ninja Foodie hundred twenty dollar drip coffee maker? I have I... an espresso machine. You have an espresso? I've been an espresso person for like eight years. Bro, how much money you got? A lot. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a wedding <laughs> gift. Oh, that yeah, makes it was sense. A yeah, gift. yeah. That's why I want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Noted. Um, no, my I had an espresso machine at home, and then when I moved out, I got one, and it's so easy. Yeah. It's just easy. You get it, you do, and you go home. I That's once, it. I once wrote an article that was called like "This twenty dollar cup of coffee made me realize I was an idiot man child," because $20? I went to Blue Bottle Coffee and they're like, "We get this is the original coffee bean that launched the coffee revolution in eight hundred BCE. It's from Yemen. It was smuggled out by a boat. Cool. I swear to God, this real thing." And they gave you a pamphlet. And it, like, showed the route and all this. And then they were like, it has notes of coffee blossom and cherry ornamentals. And I'm like, what is going on? And I, and I drank it. And I was like. It's coffee? That's coffee, man. Heck $20 yeah. for it's a like cup of coffee? Bucks, yeah. That's and, crazy, Blue and so Bottle. I, I don't think I can tell the difference between most coffees. I drink coffee like medicine. Me caring about the taste of my coffee would be like caring about the texture of Advil. It's just Have like, you seen uh, people that, like, drink coffee? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They do, like, the coffee tasting? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got at Nat, Nat Pilon 23. The texture of ripe bananas is weird. I eat them when they're still a little green. Nutella slathered on top and sliced pretty thinly. Mm-hmm. You prefer green bananas? No. no. I just like the Nutella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like my bananas very bruised. Same. I like, I like a good, well, I like a mm. good ripe banana, and then I like a good spotted banana, too. 
I, I'm all about the spots. There is almost not a banana that's too ripe for me to still just eat straight. If it's like brown. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that was coming from outside. You scared me. No, it's from it. It's coming from within the walls, Nicole. (laughs) Just thinking about a sumptuous banana. (laughs) Oh, the leopard spots let you know it's ripe. It's soft. I need an adult. I need an adult. It's sweet, Nicole. It's so sweet. Learn to like lean into the pleasures of life, you know. Green bananas. Would you like to deliciously? <laughs> That's a black Philip reference from the witch. Uh, no, I do like bananas. I was just talking about how I don't trust goats because I watched the movie The Witch. Black Philip, Black Philip, Black Philip. <laughs> Mommy, Black Philip is talking. <laughs> That's good stuff. Anya Taylor Joy. What a what a what a what a what a what an actor. What a young actor doing great stuff. Um, <laughs> my turn. Yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. HR uh, Richmond says big chunks of cookies ruin the chocolate to cookie ratio. Is chocolate good? Yes. Do I want a cookie to be melted chocolate held together by b- bits of cookie dough? No. I disagree. I love a big pool of chocolatey goodness, and I think you're wrong. <laughs> Is chocolate good? Yes. I agree with that part of the conversation, Mr. Ridgman. I agree with that part. I get I get what they're saying. I get what they're saying. That's why I don't even like chocolate chips in my cookies at all. Cookies should be one uniform texture, and that's it. And in different cookie varieties, Nicole, let me tell you, should be flavored. If you want oatmeal raisin cookies, that's fine. you got to blend it smooth. And that whole cookie, I believe this with ice cream as well, the whole cookie should be flavored of oatmeal and raisins. You sounded like no, no Adam text- Sandler. And I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> going on? Uh, Who are you? This is just me and my opinions. Um, and you, and I, I, you would do well to respect them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> really bad Adam Sandler. I wasn't even... You decided it was Adam Sandler. I didn't... I was just making bad? a weird voice. It's a weird-ass opinion that I have. I, I love cookies, and I think little pieces of cookie... With chocolate is good, and uh, you need to go and reevaluate some things, Mr. Man. Mr. Man with your little man opinions. All right, one more, one more, one more. We got at Richard6502382. This is a throwaway account that used to harass people online, I'm guessing. Uh, that's a joke, Richard. I, you, I, God, I hope you don't do that. Uh, vinaigrettes and some creamy dressings like blue cheese and buttermilk ranch are better than Dijon mustard for adding acidity to mac and cheese. Let's go. This is a wild card. No. <laughs> have, have you ever just added straight no. salad dressing no. to your mac, though? Never, never, never. But I imagine Italian dressing would be really good in mac and cheese. You know what this is one step away from, though? What? Do you remember my secret hack for making the best mashed potatoes you've ever had, Nicole? Yes. Tell people what it was. Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. You add mayonnaise to your mashed potatoes, and it's, it's well, at the very least, going to make you have more mashed potatoes because nobody else will eat it. But... <laughs> I think that's what they're getting at. Because listen, like vinaigrettes, a lot of vinaigrettes are emulsified, effectively mayonnaise based. Yes, sure. And creamy dressings like blue cheese and buttermilk ranch, mayonnaise based, better than Dijon mustard. This person is adding mayonnaise to their mac and cheese. I've never done that. I'd like to try it. You're a pioneer, and I respect you. I don't like you, but I respect you. No, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we've got new episodes for you every Wednesday. And if you want to be featured on Opinions Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or NHendizada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube. We launch new videos every single week. That's right. And if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Stay salty. All right, salty spice. (laughs) 